Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Hi, Sam. Welcome along to another episode of The Keen Odyssey 2. We're looking at Roy Keane's first book entitled Keane. Uh, we're doing this remotely from, um, usually it's from our homes, but you're not in your home this time. Oh, something's I'm gone in, off uh, there. I'm in Edinburgh. Whoa, what? Why? I'm in an Ibis hotel room in Edinburgh. Fuck. And um, I've had a nap. Have you taken and... all the time machine money and spent it on an Ibis <laughs> yeah, in Edinburgh? I've, got, I've gone on a solo tour Jesus. where I'm not sort of performing in the conventional sense. It's more sort of street theatre. Uh, loose ripping. Where I'm go- I'm going to go to different... It's like, yeah, it's like jazz podcasting live. <laughs> and I'm... I'm just going around to different towns and cities in yeah, the UK just and you'll up. just see me on yeah. high streets or town squares or in parks and yeah. I'll just start riffing on things. Like yeah. some of it will be topical, some of it will be character based, right? Right. Um it's interactive, so I might just approach like a woman yeah, well. and start going, ah, <laughs> Yeah. Ow. Uh, yeah. Do you want to come to the docks with me? Because I've got a fucking container <laughs> ship funny coming powder. in. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think it's you know a good way, a shrewd way to spend my share of the money, and also some, your um, share of the money. Thank you. Are you doing some classic predictions as well from the archives? Yeah, people some like to see the old stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like when ABC toured Lexicon of Love. That's just what people want from ABC yeah. a lot of the That's time. Do you know yeah, what I, I mean? I went and saw that. That's what I wanted. Did you? I went on my oh, own. Oh God, I was I was so gutted to have missed that at the Albert Hall. I'd have loved to have seen that. But it anyway, wasn't... I have seen ABC, but. They it, were just doing all the hits. It, I just it, want to see the album. It wasn't as good as the Bananarama show we both enjoyed. No, but that's the best gig either of us have ever been to. Ever, yeah. Yeah. Someone on Twitter got really upset about that. We said that in a recent podcast. Silly cunts. Yeah, exactly. Um, right, Roy Keane, Look, where were we? You got something yeah, else to so add? So anyway, <laughs> I'm j- just just one one other thing is that I've uh, when I nipped out a minute ago to buy a special cable for my microphone... I'm here in an Ibis hotel in Edinburgh. Yeah. I uh, I stopped off on the way back. Uh, it might have been while I was five minutes late and I said I'd be, because there's a subway opposite and I got a vegan sausage roll for myself. Nice. So I'm fucking living the dream, mate. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, whatever. Whatever works for you. Um, right. 24th of May, 1999. We flew to Spain, says Roy, on Concord. What? You can't fly to Spain on Concorde. <laughs> That's what he says. He's How making it up. It? Like three minutes or something. That sounds like a like a child's bullshit. Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. What did you do for holiday this year? Yeah, uh, we just went camping in Devon. Yeah, <laughs> I went to Spain on Concorde with my dad. <laughs> yeah. Just doesn't fly that route. Plus, I'm sure by 1999, it had been um, outlawed. I think it had because it blew up, didn't it? Or crashed or something. Hey, this is what he says. Um, 
It says, it's the biggest game for the club since the 1968 European Cup final. Flying Concord may have been the manager's way of reminding us and the world that only the best would do for Manchester United. You never know with Alex Ferguson. He's always looking for an edge. Fuck, he's always looking to fly on Concord, more like. Yeah. He probably wanted to fly it himself. Any excuse. He was trying to fly it to fucking away games in, in the UK. <laughs> yeah. He tried to fly it to fucking Aston Villa Bought from Manchester, the mad cunt. <laughs> Uh, we said we stayed at a beautiful hotel overlooking the sea uh, as usual I was rooming with Dennis <laughs> Dennis Irwin of course Roy and Dennis Irwin that's a sitcom in itself I think isn't it um, mm. he says this would prove more trying for Dennis than for me yeah <laughs> for some time I'd questioned the idea that grown men should have to share rooms on the road <laughs> it's a fucking good point isn't it it's a very good point <laughs> to share my room with, with a grown man for look at me that's I'm fucking right I'm 28 years of age I'm the captain of Manchester United it. and you, you put me in a room with an old man Dennis Irwin <laughs> you put it's like, it's like having to share with me grandpa Den- Dennis is a strange man you know he, co- he tries to go to bed at 5 o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> he has his dinner at 2pm <laughs> he has his he has his lunch at 11am he has his dinner his tea at, 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 at at 5pm, and then he's asleep in his bed. And his dinner, he always has a starter, tomato soup, and he sits there, <laughs> sipping it. <laughs> Tries me up the fucking wall, it does. And anyway, he sits there watching Countdown, doing the Countdown conundrum. And when he gets excited because he thinks he's got the conundrum right, he put, spits his soup everywhere. Castles! It's castles! It can't be castles, Dennis! Castles, Dennis! It's a short fucking word. It's gotta be nine fucking letters! They're not gonna say fucking castles. Well, castles is there, but it's gotta be longer than that. (laughs) Fuck me, Dennis. Go on, go to sleep. You've got to use all the fucking letters, Dennis! (laughs) But um, for the fucking millionth time, Dennis, that's not how the countdown conundrum works. (laughs) Cat! No, it's not cat! Bang, bang, bang. What's going on in there? Ah, you're walking up. You're walking up Bobby Charlton now. Nothing's a Bobby. Everything's fine. Nothing to worry about. Are you sure? I can hear an awful lot of racket going on. I hope there's no misbehaviour. Do I need to come in there with me squirty, squirty? No, thanks. No, no, sir, Bobby. Everything's all right. Dennis, look what you've done. You weak cunt. With your fucking blatting in your soup. You've got to get us blinded. He's going to come in here and blind us. How the fucking hell are we supposed to play in the Champions League final <laughs> if we're both blind? I mean, we're both model pros, don't get me wrong, but that might even be beyond us. You know what? I think this is Bobby's plan. He doesn't want any other Manchester United players to win the Champions League after he won it in 68. So he's going to try and blind us all. We're going to do something about <laughs> Just him. Just pretend to be asleep. He'll come in. You know, he arranges it so the hotel, he pays the concierge. He's got a key to every fucking player's room. So he can come in in the night. Just pretend to be asleep. This he won't touch you if you're asleep. He can't, he can't blind you if your eyes are shut tight, Dennis. <laughs> I got that tip off of Lee Sharp before he went, you know. If I went to, you know, Leeds. <laughs> uh... He says there were probably sound economic reasons for the club to book eight rooms instead of 16. But this was Manchester United, the largest empire in football. Why not allow each player the space and privacy that, for example, a travelling businessman or woman would feel entitled to? I'm going to put woman there as well, uh, Roy, as well as travelling businessman. Because, you know, women can be travelling businessmen as well these days. I don't know anything about that kind of thing, Dunphy. Just put what the fucking hell you like. <laughs> <laughs> 
I found room sharing an embarrassment bordering on insulting. Why did Dennis and I have to share? <laughs> Worse still, at some clubs and in Jack Charlton's days with the Irish team, the manager selected your roommate for you. There are still some things football hasn't worked out, this room sharing nonsense being one of them. I wonder what percentage of footballers you would ask if they actually didn't mind sharing a room with a teammate for, you know, a bit of company and, and that sort of thing. What do you reckon? I've got two experiences of sharing a room that with another man in adulthood. Can I just say that? that can I just say before you go any further that on our forthcoming Top Flight Time Machine live shows, I will not be sharing a room with you at any point. Fucking right, mate. Don't take I turn, it personally. I, think I, might, I, I, I turned up in. Um, I might have told the story, but I turned up in Dublin in about 1999 and. Chris Evans was doing the Virgin Breakfast Show he and Tier Five Friday. That, yeah, yeah. And one of the things that happened that was that was really awful was we got a flight first thing in the morning, and when we fucking got to uh, Dublin, it was still only about ten o'clock, ten a.m. And uh, you know what it's like when you've had to get up at four, you're fucked. And I mm. knew I didn't have to do any work till the evening, so all I wanted to do was fucking crash out, basically. Not to be too crude about it, but you want to have a shit, a shower, and a kip. Right, yeah. and um, we get to the we all we're all in these two minivans. We get there. Chris Evans and all of his mob get out at the fucking Clarence, which is where they were doing the shows from. Right, and also it's the hotel belonging to you too, and it's a fucking amazing hotel. Is that we all get did? out there and stand in a queue, right? And I get finally get to the front of the queue because I'm at the back. And the PR looks at me and goes, what are you doing here? I thought you were still in the van. You're not staying here. You're staying up the road. So I get back in the With fucking the van. Don't worry. The PR who's arranged you all, he's staying in the nice hotel. Yeah. So he sorted himself out before me. I go down there. I'm with this photographer I've only just met on the plane, right? This, this like, bloke who's a fucking, like, what would turn out to be a nutter. We get to the hotel room. They give us one key. And I go, what's this? We need two rooms. They go, no, you've been booked into one room, a twin room together. And I was just like, my heart sank. You know, you, you just want to take off your fucking trousers and, like, romp around like a yeah, baby does, you know. Yeah. And that's uh, what I've been doing here in the Ibis, right? And, uh, <laughs> that's why you were lit. They go, uh, I said, look, I don't fucking care. I'll pay. Just give me another room. They go, no, it's uh, St. Patrick's Day. We're all booked up. You won't get any oh. other rooms anywhere. So I go, fuck. So he didn't seem that bothered. We go up to the room and he just goes to me, listen, mate, I know we've only just met and now we have to share a room together and you probably just want to crash out, but that's going to be weird now if we both go to sleep. Neither of us are going to be able to handle it. So there's only one thing we can do. (laughs) And I, oh no, that's it. He didn't say something. I went to the toilet. When I came back out, he had opened up the fucking mini bar, removed every single drink and opened all of them. Every single miniature, every single bottle of wine, every single can of beer. He wasn't drinking them, but they were all laid out on the table open. And I went, what's this? And he went, he went, well, look, you know, we can't sleep. This is a complete nightmare. We don't want to share a room. We've got hours to kill. So we might as well just drink all of this and get pissed together. And he goes, you know, and I said, no, I don't want to get pissed. He said, yeah, well, look, I've opened it all now. So either way, we're paying for it. So we might as well just fucking get drinking. Did he not I have the sense? Did he have the sense to just go across the road and get some cans from a fucking offy? No, I think he thought. I don't know. I think it was a power play. I think he was. He was a bit older than me, and I think he was trying to show 
that he was a you know a sort of a bad man oh. and he was sort of throwing down the gauntlet Wanker. as if to say are you ready for this yeah complete cunt but I did start drinking with him and in the end we just <laughs> fell asleep but nothing happened no, you know I'm not nothing saying sexual. it did and even if it did and there's then, nothing wrong with that no, nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying the way that I ended that story made it sound like, and in the end, we cuddled up and fell asleep. Yeah, it was more did, like it, someone it, fell asleep it, in a chair. It did kind of sound like you fell asleep in each other's arms, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Another time I we went to, on another press trip, I went to Euro 2000 when we beat, um, when we were 2-0 up against Portugal. Do you remember at halftime we were 2-0 up against Portugal and then mm. the second half they beat us 3-2. I went <laughs> to that game with a load of journalists and again, they fucking stuck us into in rooms with people that we'd never met before until we were on the coach. Jesus Christ. And I had, and I went out in the evening and the bloke I was sharing a room with was obviously a bit boring and he just went to bed at yeah. like some early hour. Like Dennis Irwin. And yeah, he did a Dennis Irwin on me. When I got <laughs> in from the coffee shop or wherever I'd been, quite late, a bit pissed up and all the rest of it. I remember having to like fucking undress all quietly like you do with your girlfriend or your wife when you've come in late from the pub. You know, taking your trousers off super yeah. slowly so the belt doesn't make a noise. Anyway, I must have stumbled over and he woke up and went, will you please be quiet? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Years later, I bumped into him and he was working for Waitrose magazine. So there you go. That serves him right, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> So Roy, Roy says, uh, on one hand, the club expect you to go out and play like a man to win matches for them. On the other, they want to treat you like a kid on a school trip, which is how you end up with two millionaire professional players, both internationals, sharing a small space for three days. This is mad, he says. Some people yeah. like to read, others to watch television. Some are early to bed, like Dennis Irwin. Others not, like Roy, who I imagine pierces up and down all night, listening to EMF on his Walkman and dancing about and that. <laughs> um, some like a lie-in in the morning. Some are up at the crack of dawn. It's just fucking reading out all the various fucking variables of anyone that can stay in a hotel at any time. Some like to get a prostitute in. <laughs> some like to smoke crack. <laughs> All of them like to watch pornography. Yeah. That is the one. Unless you're Dennis Irwin. Yeah, of course. Some of them like to read the Bible that's in the drawer. Some of them like to get... Dennis the f- Irwin accidentally walks into Ryan Giggs's room. By mistake. <laughs> Ryan. Dennis. Dennis, what are you doing in here? Get out. What, don't, have this you ever heard a knocking? This is not for your eyes, Haven't you ever heard a knocking, Dennis? What, what? Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan. What what the hell is that you're watching on the television there, Ryan? <laughs> did, did, what is that, the wrestling? Or, i never seen wrestling like that before. You don't need to worry about it, right, Dennis. Just go back to your room. Oh, I'm fascinated by it now. Why are they mourning? Are they in pain? Or what is it? <laughs> Why is there a wee goat there? Is this on a farm, is it? <laughs> what's what's that, Dennis? Get out. What's, what's it called? It's called Mummy and Daddy Need Some Private Time, Dennis. Now piss off. And he says there was another problem with the room sharing arrangement because Dennis was playing in the final, but I was not. My season was over. I felt pretty useless, and Paul Scholes felt the same. Uh, oh, it's astonishing how out of things you feel when you're not playing. It's as if a glass partition descends between you and the players who are in the side. It was getting a bit fucking metaphorical now. Oh. Glass partition. Oh, and you are on the wrong side of the device. It's like a recurring dream or something, isn't it? a recurring nightmare that he's had. I'm dreaming yeah. about the glass partition again. It's coming down, and everybody I love on the other side, and it's just me. 
There's just me and fucking Peter Schmeichel and Professor Yaffle. It's just me and Mr. Tickets chasing me round in a fucking circle. Yaffle's here. Schmeichel's here. Schmeichel's got his fucking sunglasses on again. I think he wants me to fight him. <laughs> Do you remember that story in the Class of 92 documentary where Nicky Bat thinks it's really funny to put a gigantic boiling hot tea urn um, no. <laughs> right behind Peter Schmeichel? Fucking hell. And because Peter Schmeichel used to walk around the dressing room naked all the time because right. you know he's Danish. That's what yeah, they do, they don't they? Yeah. And and uh, they obviously found that quite amusing and weird. Yeah. So Nicky Butt went and got a big fucking tea urn from the canteen, crept up behind Schmeichel, put it down close on to him by a bench, and then tapped him on the shoulder. <laughs> so he turned around and. And scorched his his yes. big Danish cock yes. on the tea urn, which and was which one was, of them. I believe it was on a semi at the time. The uh, yeah, probably. And he's uh, well again. I'm guessing that's it the was. Scandos. I'm guessing it the was. The scandos are always on a semi, yeah, aren't they? At all times, they're always ready. And he's gone. Uh, Why did you do that? <laughs> and then he's chased. Nicky he chased. Why did you do that to my penis, Nicky Butt? <laughs> and then he chased Nicky Butt out of the changing room and round and round the training ground, start bullet naked, with his scalded member flapping in the wind, like a cocker spaniel. Chasing a bit of silver paper. Although in this case, the piece of silver paper was Nicky Butt. <laughs> yeah. Alex Ferguson clocked it and went, Look at that, Steve. Look at that, Steve McLaren. Look at that. Does, is that a cocker spaniel chasing a piece of silver paper in the wind? No, no, boss. It seems to be Peter Schmeichel. I can with see a, his cock, though. Naked, naked, with a scorched penis chasing Nicky Butt in the wind. Oh, I thought it was one of the two. Nicky Butt got away, but Schmeichel continued to run round and round in the wind because he found it soothing on his scorched cock. Probably did, yeah. Fucking pervert. Jalapeño. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Jalapeño. After training in a meal on Monday night, the players began drifting off to bed. Paul Scholes and I were left to our own devices. Some United fans were in the hotel bar. We joined them for a few drinks. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't be right. Footballers are better to play the Champions League. Well, they're not better to play, but, you know, on duty for the Champions League final, getting pissed up with fans. That wouldn't happen now, would it? <laughs> I just can't fucking believe it happened then. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the late 90s to you and I does not, 1999 does not seem like a long time ago. No. And I would have been astounded then if I'd heard a story about players on the piss with fans. 20 years though, mate. 20 years ago. Um, slightly, fi- slightly pissed club captain Roy Keane crept quietly to bed in the early hours. And then he was at it again the next night with Scalzi. And... Um, he says, my brothers had arrived on an overland journey from London by minibus. I tried to book them flights, but a couple of my cousins and a few other friends decided to hire a bus to make the trip. Um, it was 4am when I crept back into the room where Dennis was once again sound asleep. <laughs> and then he had a few beers on the Wednesday before they left the hotel for the... Fucking Keane's having a fucking jolly up here. He's on the piss on the Monday night, he's on the piss on the Tuesday night, and then he's on it on the afternoon of the final. Is that because, was he not, he was suspended, right? He was suspended, yeah. So he's just like, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, one, you're on holiday, you're not under much pressure, you've got a few nerves, because I suppose you probably want the team to win, although you're never sure with Kino what his feelings were. And um, on top of that, you were... Uh, I can't remember what I was going to say on he's top on a, of that. He's on but a European basically he's city on the break, piss. basically. Yeah. yeah, he's on a city break. Um... Before, well, he's, uh, the other thing is he's he's drowning his sorrows because he must have felt so gutted yeah. about not being able to play in it. Yeah, there's that. He says, the normal pre-match banter on the coach was very muted. Even Ryan Giggs and Nicky Butt were quiet. I suppose Roy, with a few drinks in him, could have started livening things up. Maybe with a sing-song. <laughs> okay, everyone, we're out singing happy birthday now. <laughs> not, the, not the traditional one, but the Stevie Wonder version. Happy birthday to yous. Happy Come on birthday now. You, you all to know who yous. this was written for. Dr. Martin Luther King, one of the greatest civil rights activists of all time. I'd like to now deliver and a lecture to you all. I think it's appropriate. All. I'd like to deliver a lecture to you all about Dr. Martin Luther King. I think it'll get, get you all psyched up for the Champions League final coming up. <laughs> Roy, you are pissed. Sit down. <laughs> Shut up, Peter, you racist bastard. <laughs> right. No, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna deliver a lecture about Rosa Parks, seeing as we're on a bus and there's a big fucking racist over there. Everybody sit down. <laughs> now everybody, hush down, because before I start any of that, I'm gonna sing a little song by the special AKA that goes like this. Free Nelson Mandela. Come on, join in. If you know the words. Join in if you uh, if you're not racist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you're all racist if you're not joining in the song. <laughs> Come on, we're united. United by name. What do we stand for if it's not equality, <laughs> racial equality? Come on now. <laughs> you're acting childish now, lads. <laughs> we'd won three doubles, but everyone on the coach knew this was the biggest game we'd ever played. We'd been most places, but never here before. Uncharted territory. This was not just another game. And then he talks about the final, which we all know about, um, and the end bit. I doubt we'll ever see another three minutes of football like that again. Were you? Do you remember? Oh, you must remember watching that. Were you? Did you go nuts when they scored those two goals and won it? I really did actually. Yeah, I did as I well. I don't know if that's embarrassing or no, not, but I'm really crazy. 
In fact, I slapped a German man Did you? around the face. It's not a memory that I feel particularly proud had of. You, had you had a German man shipped in specially for the occasion or...? Yeah, we did. German? We were all watching him. We thought none of us were United fans, the lads I was watching it with. And so we thought to ourselves, well, yeah, we're neutrals. How can we liven it up? Maybe we'll get some Germans hire, in to antagonise us. Yeah. So you could you could hire some antagonistic Germans, which are harder to come by nowadays. Yeah. But they, these were the days where Andreas Moller was still around, you know. Yeah. Remember that cunt in Euro 96? <laughs> Strutting around. Fucker. Yeah. So we, what we wanted was some real strutting Germans. Now, yeah. where I watched it was near the office I was working at at the time. And there was some German students because it was near some university places. And uh, some German students uh, were in there supporting Bayern Munich really right. loudly. And they right. were really drunk and were quite they, young. Were they strutting? And they were strutting. They were all up in our grill. Oh. And as a result, it made me enjoy it more. And it wasn't even your team. It wasn't in my team, but that's what I mean. Had it been my team, Fucking hell, imagine it would have it. been different. But I got, by the end, when Solskjaer scored the winner, <laughs> I kind of felt like, I felt as if West Ham had won because these Germans had been so antagonistic. <laughs> and we all jumped in a pile in this pub. Yeah. Right? In a big fucking pile. Uh, the pub, it's the, I'll tell you the pub, it's on Stamford Street called the uh, Stamford Arms. Do you, you know that? I'm it's familiar with it, sport. yeah. Yeah, and we it was upstairs there, and everyone fucking piled on top of each other, and the German was like sort of he had tears in his eyes, and I I'm not particularly proud of this moment, but I got up <laughs> and I slapped him around the face, <laughs> you know, like a it was like a old fashioned slap, like someone might have done in sort of you know 16th century France or something like that. <laughs> yes, it was like Monsieur. You have insulted my family. Slap. I demand satisfaction. It was was like I was uh, offering him out for a duel, but he was already half in tears. That just finished him off. The night I slapped a German. Don't slap a German or anyone else. It it was a strutting German, but violent acts like that are never the answer. And it wasn't even your team. One day I've been pitching a documentary whereby I try to find him. Yeah. The young German I slapped on that fateful night in yeah. 1999 and go and make amends. Yeah, you can get him to slap your back. Yeah. With, exactly. with interest. <laughs> yeah. 20 yeah. years of interest. Fuck it he'll be bigger. He'll be bigger now as he well. Will be, yeah. 20 years of beer and sausages, he would have really beefed up. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, the only reason I was bullying him that night is because I was older and bigger than him. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm a decrepit old man. <laughs> Maybe he's pitching a documentary in Germany to come and try and find you. I will get my revenge. Don't know, do you? You On that stupid-faced Englishman who humiliated me all those years ago (laughs) on on one of the worst footballing nights of my life. He might knock on your door at home on the morning when you're about to go for your last meeting to get this documentary greenlit. And he's already got his green lit and he's making it and he's there. He's on your doorstep. He's doing his documentary. So that's a double fucking whammy. He's double ruined me because, first of all, there's no journey because I find him on the first day of filming. So there's nothing to do. And the second way in which he's fucked me is that he's given me a massive slap around the face the moment I've opened my front door. Yeah. And it turns out he's grown from a callow but strutting youth to a model of Aryan strength. 
<laughs> right, a, a Teutonic giant, right, and he's fucking and he's he's like gigantic, mm. like the like one of them. I can't remember what James Bond film it is, but anyway, he's a big six foot five fucking sausage eating, beer guzzling mm. German madman, and he slaps me so hard around the face it knocks me flying, breaks my jaw. And- I lie there crying, and he says. That is for where was the final? Uh, Barcelona. It was in Barcelona. <laughs> the Stamford Arms. <laughs> that is for the Stamford Arms. <laughs> oh, I'll be like this. Ick, bin, I'm sorry. Ick, bin, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I was young and drunk. <laughs> it wasn't even my team. <laughs> Don't hurt me anymore, Wolfgang. <laughs> I'm old now. You can kill me. I've got a bad heart. Actually, go on. Kill me. I deserve it. It's been preying on me. I don't deserve to live. It's been preying on me for 20 years. Do what you have to do, Wolfgang. Oh, fucking hell. He's probably been working out on his hand as well for the last 20 years, working on special hand exercises. It'll be (laughs) massive and fucking rock hard. I hope his documentary has a montage with archive footage of him training his slapping technique, like in the Black Forest, slapping (laughs) massive trees. Yeah. Slap on slap, and his father or his coach standing over him. Again, again, <laughs> again, and one time more. And with the, uh, with, with the Rocky music, but played by an umpa band. Eine Schlappen Hunter. I want you to visualise, visualise Delaney. Visualise his they've, they've peanut done, head. They don't know who I am or where I am, but they've got artist impressions yeah. of me to help hunt me down. <laughs> yeah. Artist impressions of me when I was 23 years old and, like, all kind of, like, drunk drunk and red-faced. Yeah. Somewhere in Germany there's a podcast being, a podcast being recorded right now with two fellas wondering whether... That fella from the English fella from the Stanford Arms in 1989 is on his way with a documentary crew to fucking tell me, tell me, <laughs> I Wolfgang. Don't know, I don't know how this works. Tell me, Wolfgang, do you have any amusing stories when you think back to your memories of watching that fateful <laughs> night against <laughs> Manchester United? <laughs> well, Gunter, yes, I do. Although it is not so amusing because it involves me being slapped around the face by an English man. I was slapped by oh. I was slapped by one of their cockneys. He was not even a <laughs> Manchester United fan. That is the worst part of it all. I brought shame upon my family, Gunther, and my father's memory, and the proud nation of Germany, for I wept as the horrible English boy slapped me with the face and said in his horrible voice, Have some of that, my son. <laughs> I wonder if there is a German version of Top Flight Time Machine. We need to track it down if there is. Get them on. Special guests. To flighten. I don't know. Fluschen. Top Fluschen. Top Fluschen. Glockenspielen. Mekana Makala. No doubt one of the fucking listeners will tell us what it's supposed to be called in German. Um, where are we? Yeah, yeah. So Manchester United won the Champions League. 
uh, Roy wasn't playing. Uh, Paul and I were reluctant to respond when the manager urged us forward to receive our medals. We were in football limbo behind the invisible <laughs> glass fucking wall, of course. I tell you what, I'm in football limbo here, Scolzi. How about Scalzi? you? How about you? Wake yeah. up. Do you yeah. not feel that you're in fucking football limbo too? Yeah, whatever, Roy. Yeah, football limbo. Yeah, whatever. You fucking wee ginger freak. <laughs> Sorry, Scolzi, I shouldn't have said that to you. It's just really emotional for me with this, all this limbo business. I've got half a mind to throw you against the invisible glass wall. <laughs> um, he says, no matter how many people tell me I deserve that Champions League medal, I know I don't. Um, but we had a great night back at the hotel, <laughs> etc., etc. I laughed, sang, laughed and drank the night away. Some of the lads hit the Barcelona nightlife led by Dwight York while I stayed in the hotel with my brothers and friends after 10 crazy days of drink. 10 days? Fucking hell. It's been, it was a holiday, wasn't it? Jesus. He's fucking off the rails by this stage. I, I bet it's because, I mean, he's not being that frank, but I think it is just because it, it must have... You know, like, they always say that Jimmy Greaves, what really turned him to drink hmm. was missing out on the 66 cup final and, yeah. and then Hurst, of course, yeah. scoring that hat-trick. And I think a man like Keane, with his mentality and his competitiveness, his will to win and all the rest of it, he was the captain. Yeah. He should have been the one lifting the fucking trophy. In fact, it would have been his nemesis, Schmeichel, lifting it that night. You racist cunt. <laughs> they wouldn't let you lift it if they knew what your feelings were about Rosa Parks. <laughs> i got a good mind to ring Amnesty International before they do the presentation. Grass you up. <laughs> but I'm not a grass. Or at least a special AKA. <laughs> Jerry Damas is on the line and he doesn't like what he's hearing. <laughs> Uh, and then he ends the chapter about the Champions League. Perhaps I'll look at the video someday in the future and tell my grandchildren how wonderful it was. Perhaps. I probably won't, though. No, I probably won't. I'll probably bury it in the woods. <laughs> With all the other memories, some of which I'm not at liberty to uh, outline here in, in printed word. Can't legally put them in the book. So, there we are. That's the end of this episode. And that's how Roy Keane didn't win the Champions League. Um, mm. but had a, a, Sad fu- times. a fucking lovely holiday in Spain for 10 days yeah lesson for all Probably of us made there up for it good stuff oh mate I fucking I'd relish a lovely holiday for 10 days in Spain right now even if you've got a share room with Dennis Irwin I think if it was free if someone said to me you can have a free holiday in Spain for 10 days mm. it's quite a nice hotel it's like four stars mm-hmm. um, it's free it's all inclusive you it's all inclusive. You have to pay for your flights. That's fine. I could probably get a cheap easy jet. Right. But the accommodation and all your expenses there at the all-inclusive, all covered. Only caveat is you have to share a room with Dennis Irwin, and you have to. No tricks like upgrading yeah. or anything is, like that. Is there, uh, in the evenings, is there entertainment other than, like, say, bingo? Uh, maybe some live music. It's live music. Is it the same... Disco. Is it the same kind of entertainment team that work around the pool during the day? Do they then do the shows at night as well? Well, a bit half from my experience, it'll be yes. It'll yeah. be the same not, people. It'll be the, yeah. I can't remember what they call them at Club Mate. Animations, think, animation team they got called last place I was at. Yeah. Don't know what that Aqua means. aerobics in the day. Yeah. And then in the evening, they'll do like, oh, tonight's tropical disco theme yeah. or something or like that. Night. Or ho- Hawaiian party and we all wear like garlands that yeah. they hand you as you walk into like the restaurant bit. Yeah. 
I went to one in I went to one in the Caribbean once years ago, and the two mate it was two people doing practically everything, and one was called I'm not joking right one was called the Lady Jennifer right she was never called Jennifer she was always referred to as the Lady Jennifer, and now coming up on the stage is the Lady Jennifer, joined by her partner in crime. Sex your chocolate. <laughs> right. I mean, this was after coming to America, so he probably had got the name from there, but he genuinely was called Sexual Chocolate, and even on his staff badge, it said Sexual Chocolate. <laughs> fucking and hell. they did fucking everything. They did the aqua aerobics in the day, the dancing in the night, everything. I think they even ran the fucking crash. I'm glad I didn't have kids because I wouldn't want someone called Sexual Chocolate running the crash oh, with my Jesus kids. Jesus Christ. I, uh, I went to Bliss uh, All Inclusive in Cost a few years ago. And one of the entertainments one night was Michael Jackson tribute night. And then this one guy doing Michael Jackson, but he was just miming to the songs. He wasn't like singing them himself. And at one point he disappeared from the stage and everyone was like, Ooh, where is he? It was like an amphitheater the stage. So like behind yeah. the stage was a big wall and uh, yeah. he disappeared. Then all of a sudden you saw the top two rungs of a ladder appear behind the wall behind the stage. And then a few seconds later, Michael Jackson appeared at the top of the ladder behind the wall and waved <laughs> at everyone. <laughs> that that was, is a great moment. That was the show-stopping moment. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like, people talk about him inventing the moonwalk and the first time he yeah. unveiled that. Apparently, before he died, that was his next... That was going to be the successor to the moonwalk. Going up a ladder. Yeah, he'd got the move. He, he had got the move because he was heavily influenced at that stage in his career by Mr... Bennett, who was the caretaker out of Tony Hart's yeah, of course. heart attack show, yeah. the calamitous caretaker, because he was already he was always peeping over things on the ladder, wasn't yeah. he? Of course, all the Michael Jackson tribute tribute acts now they don't use ladders anymore. It's all reach and wash. I was I was <laughs> I was going to ask you, mate, just uh, quickly before we go, because I'm sure all the people who subscribe to this service to listen to this podcast all time they want to hear this on their Roy Keane thing. But I was having a chat with uh, my sister and her boyfriend the other day about Michael Jackson. Mm. And they said, how do you feel about it? They live in New York, right? And there's a lot of PC-ness in New York. I think in New York, as in LA, the PC-ness and the liberal thinking's gone more extreme as a response to Trump. Right. And they were like, I said, what do you you mean, how do I feel about Michael Jackson? I think they saw I had a load of Michael Jackson albums, you know. (laughs) Out, you've been playing them all. (laughs) Yeah, and they said, I said, they said, do you, how do you feel about listening to it these days? I said, I feel great about listening to it. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Fucking Off The Wall's probably my favourite album of all time. And they went, oh, yeah, 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 okay, cool. Yeah, we're with you. It's just that in New York, if, if like, a song comes on, people, like, really all look at each other in a bar or whatever and, like, draw breath, and then it yeah. gets taken off quite quickly. Oh, fucking hell. But I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I haven't watched this documentary about him being a nonce. I've always assumed he was a nonce anyway. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I, don't think by, I don't think by listening to fucking Pretty Young Thing that I am endorsing noncery. I'm quite, there's the music and there's the artist. Yeah, I'm quite happy to listen to anything up to and including Thriller because it's kind yeah. of after then when the nonsense starts, so that's my get-out. And after Thriller, this fuck all well, was listening to Well, anyway. interesting, because that was when the music went downhill. Although yeah. I do quite like Bad, but to oh, me, it's all really? about Thriller and Off the Wall. I don't yeah, mind exactly. Bad. There's some good tracks on there, but it's not as good as the previous two. Yeah, and maybe anyway. the nonsense just started to be a distraction to his mu- <laughs> from his music. From his muse. Yeah, it can happen, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> 
this has been uh, the Roy Kane Odyssey. Bye bye. Bye. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,